I've got, I've got a maximum. We, we went, we went over this on uh, the weekend, and the more I think about it, the sadder it makes me, Jay. That's I've got a maximum of twenty World Cups to try and see the U.S. win one. It's true. Maximum. Maximum. And you've already of like, missed a lot of those. Yeah. I'd be a hundred and five by then. That's feasible. I mean, like the chances that that they win one of the next twenty are not good. <laughs> but hey, at least there's twenty. May the odds be ever in your favor. <clears throat> well, America. you're not going to get another twenty, most likely. Like you've already used up a few of those. Uh. The odds so you're, you're betting one hundred and five low. Well, you never know. Like scientific advances and 3D printed I've seen organs. It. I've I've seen how much you drink. Keep it low. <laughs> Keep the expectations low. Okay, so maybe you have another 15 <laughs> World Cups. <laughs>well uh we were talking about this like this will always have the but what if chris paul wasn't injured looming over it like it's for sure like for everybody who not dislikes the warriors but dislikes the warriors like it just invalidates this entire finals for them because they're going to point to that and be like yeah well the warriors like they might not have beaten the rockets if they had to have the Rockets take them to seven without Chris Paul, like what would have happened if they had them? Probably not the same thing. 
I feel like more people are going to point out the terrible officiating that was happening, though. Oh. Because they missed some blatant calls. And then they had a few that just went the exact wrong way. Like, the refing was, in that was terrible. There that were doesn't couple... make up for 24 missed three-point shots in a row, but yeah. still. There were a couple where it was interesting because they like a foul would happen and they wouldn't whistle it. But then they would have a makeup call like immediately after on something that very much so wasn't a foul. So it's almost like they were just like late all the time and not paying attention. Which I can get away <laughs> oh, okay. with. Okay. Never mind then. <laughs> well, I can get yeah. away with that, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Also- and just to, but to the point of like having injured players, that's part of the game. Because, like, you could say the same thing about Draymond Green being absent for, what, two games against the Cavs two years ago? Yeah. Or you could also you – know, yeah, exactly. Or you could also talk about how Steph was not playing for a decent number of our games this year. Or you yeah. could talk about, like, Kawhi every single time. Or you can talk about how the Seas made it to the finals without Hayward or – I mean, or Kyrie. Like, it literally is always a part of the sport. You're right. It's just one of those or things Love. where – Or Kevin Yeah. They, they literally won that. <laughs> we can't. We couldn't disrespect him. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, him. no, it's 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 part of the game, and you have to play through it regardless. Like, you can't you can't ever let that be the asterisk to why you lost. You're like, oh, well, we're missing a player. Like, step the fuck up. I don't know. Well, I won't. But a lot of other people who are really terrible human, well, not terrible humans, but just everything Dumb that fans. I tend to dislike about basketball fans. Sports fans. They could just be sports fans. Yeah, 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 just sports fans. Um, but actually, it was funny because I, I posed this question to my friends this weekend, and I want to know your guys' opinions because, like, refereeing is not a full-time job for most people. I mean, like, professionally, yes, like, it takes up a lot of your time, but, like, you can be, like, most of those guys are, like, attorneys or, like, retired from yeah. their first job or things like that. Um, They're still hired as part-time workers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, would you guys ever referee on like a professional level, just because a it like oh one hundred percent you have like some job security? Yeah, I'd, re- and, I'd ref soccer, no doubt. If 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 I had kept with it, too. I used to ref soccer, but I, I never got to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely would. I, I would love that, actually. Yeah, like that over over being able to play. Oh, not over being like, able. If, if I could, if no, I could no. go back to being ten years old, I'd have smacked myself around and said, "Focus and fucking play soccer because it's act- MLS is actually going to be feasible when you get older." Unlike what everybody's telling you. Yeah, I I have both refed and uh, played semi-professional paintball, and in, any single day of the week, I'd rather play than ref. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I still probably play. never would have made it to a professional level of playing soccer, which is where then I would have fallen back to refing. I just wasn't fast enough. Um, yeah. That's what it always well, it's comes also like, to. I keep thinking, too, of, like, the societal, mm-hmm. um, like that um, rat race with Cuba Gooding Jr., where he plays the referee. And Mr. And, Bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and how he like, <laughs> gets into the cab and he's going into somewhere and they recognize him as the referee who blew that call and, like, he just gets, like, ditched in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wouldn't want to have to deal with that shit. I wouldn't want to have to deal with fans. Like, I legitimately, yeah, refereeing would be cool and if I trusted myself to have a deep knowledge of any sport other than, like, volleyball or, like, anything else or sometimes basketball, um... Like I would totally love to do it, but I would just I would just not like to be yelled at all the time. Mm. So that's my thing. Yeah, I, I get, probably I, just get I get emboldened whenever someone yells at me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're doing this now? <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready to fight. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. And then you would probably like be like, Oh, you 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 didn't like that call? Well, let me give you this one. Yeah, yeah. how do you like that fan? Yeah, I'm the ref that gives a bad call, gets yelled at by a player, then throws another flag for uh, being disobedient or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Being obnoxious players. Yeah. <laughs> That's an official penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going back to the conference finals, um, your, your text, Jay, made me laugh. You're like, wow, I'm so excited to finally see the Warriors versus the Cavs. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. 
We finally get to find out who's better, Steph Curry or LeBron. We've never seen this matchup ever. <laughs> it's been highly anticipated all season. It's exciting. Have you guys been in a, uh, seeing that Full the, House intro spoof that's been going around? It's brilliant, yeah. No, send it. <laughs> it's basically like the introduction to um, to the Full House, but with the Cavs versus the Warriors season four. Nice. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would like to point out at the beginning of the season, we, we, we said, hey, who do you guys have winning it all? And I said, Cavs and the Warriors are going to be in the finals. I know it was a bold prediction. Nobody else thought that it was going to happen, but here we are. Hey, man. Honestly. Good on you. Honestly, really. 100%. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty easy to guess. <laughs> it's it it wasn't at a certain point. I mean, you were looking at a uh, a Celtics team at the beginning of the season that had a shit ton of like potential. Um, Lost Gordon like, Hayward in Game One. Yeah. Oh, RIP. Um, then you also had like the. I mean, obviously the Rockets made it pretty far, but you also had a decent Spurs squad that was showing yeah. a lot of promise. Good, um, good you guy. had a really great Pelican squad that was looking to go pretty far. They did, they did okay. pretty well. Yeah, yeah I mean, because like, they they, they uh, swept whoever they had in the first round. Can, yeah. Can we can we completely ignore that and think about the fact that the Celtics got to a game seven in the Eastern Conference and are going to return. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward next year. I'm yeah. so fucking excited. Holy I honestly fuck. am really cool. excited. That's gonna Kyrie. be that's gonna be the incredibly talented team. Now that you have so many of these guys coming back from this playoff experience too, like provided that they don't lose any of their like, I mean, they might drop one, but whatever. My, my um, guess, even... my guess is there's some contract issues. They're probably not going to be re- able to return everyone. I don't know the, yeah. the details, but I can't imagine that they're going to be able to return all of that. Yeah, but I mean, even then, if they return a couple and then they get those guys back, like that's going to be, I think, the Eastern Conference's answer to like yeah. the parity with the Western Conference and how the Cavs have just been fucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I if I can return. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, and I end up losing Rozier, Smart, and Morris. I, I'm good with it. <laughs> I don't know. I'd want to keep Rozier, but I also like, well, I'd want to. Taylor but like, if that was if if I had to pick between those three or the other two, like, give me the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay's giggles right now make me really happy. <laughs> I'm I'm watching that. Uh... <laughs> Video right oh. now. I just watched Clay Thompson just miss the dog and eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh, he's my fave. Um, you know what's crazy yeah. is that Clay Thompson is the fourth best player on that roster. That's insane. Because that dude is awesome. He would be a star anywhere. It's like who's third? Fourth. Uh, I put Draymond above him. Oh, I'd rather oh, play. No, no. Uh, that's. I would say best all around, fourth best all around. Like, I think Clay offensively and Draymond Green defensively both combined together to make the third best player on the team. Uh, I would, uh, if I were, if if they were making equal money and I was trading for one player, I'd I'd want Clay. They just being the two that we're talking about, KD and uh, Steph are fucking aliens. But <laughs> yeah, but if we're talking about money, I'd pick Jordan Bell over both of them. Well, well, if we're talking about the most attractive on the entire roster, I would take Jordan Bell over any of them. <laughs> Same. God. Dang. Speaking when of which, uh, Kira has to go. Had... She has a date. <laughs> when he had, uh, if you, I don't know if you guys are watching in Game 7, when Jordan Bell had the bounce pass between his legs to Steph for the yep. three in the corner. Yep. I just, I exactly which player you're talking about. I just screamed to the entire restaurant. I was like, Damn, I'd like to be where that ball was at right now. Yeah. And then everyone else was just like, because I was also in Irvine where everybody was generally rooting against the Warriors, not even for the Rockets. And they were just like, uh, this, this crazy lady in the booth over here. We, uh, 
You're at a seven right now. I need you to bring it down to a four. All right. (laughs) Uh, That was my favorite play of the whole entire night, though, for sure. Same. Jordan Bell is such a good, like, team player. Like, he'll he'll do everything except score you points. Like, he's good for a few every game, but that's not what you need him for. He's so good at setting up plays, you know, getting the ball to the right guy, making huge defensive moves. Like, that guy just does it all except score. Yeah. I, I still think he's the best uh, NBA player out of Oregon's draft last year. Oh, and absolutely. When, it, when he was on Oregon's roster, he was fourth best probably. Yeah, but he he broke through when it when the lights came on. Yeah, but even still, like he was fourth behind Chris Boucher, uh, Dylan Brooks, and uh, Tyler Dorsey. Because Tyler Dorsey was Mr. Matt, Mr. March. But I feel like, yep. yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I didn't watch, or rather, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I'll uh, default to your memory on it. Yeah, he had some really good plays. Don't get me wrong. Like I loved him on the Ducks, uh, but it was definitely the Dylan Brooks, Tyler Dorsey, and before that, Chris Boucher. But he got injured. I felt, yeah, oh I felt like God. he had a run in the in the uh, late part of the tournament, but. Um, he did. You're where, right. Where he was, where he was yeah. the star throughout those games, but um, nah, the star, the star was Tyler Dorsey in every single one of those games. Gotcha. He was. He just. He just ascended as Mister March. He was absolutely insane. What's Chris Boucher doing now? Does anyone know? No, actually, I think is he. Um... Oh, he's Canadian. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he? Uh... Wait. Oh no, he plays for the. He plays for the Warriors. Oh, but he's playing in the G League. He does not. Oh, okay, so he's in Santa Cruz. He plays for the Santa yeah. Cruz Warriors. Yeah. Santa Cruz. There you go. I should probably I, know that. I, I probably should have finished reading the entire sentence before I just started shouting things out. <laughs> is a St. Lucian Canadian. Canadian. He's a Canadian. He's playing for Canada. Oh, player for the Golden State. Oh, he plays for the Warriors. <laughs> when... uh, two-way tra- contract with the Santa Cruz Warriors of the NBA G. There it is. Oh, he's there in the G League. Uh, hands out <laughs> water with his brother, Bobby Boucher. Oh, oh I just oh. kept reading. <laughs> oh, that, that attention span really, really doing wonders for you there, babe. <laughs> the what? Attention span there. Exactly. No. <laughs> Oh man, that's totally different. Um, but anyway, so what do you guys think about uh, the final finals? What What are your predictions now that we actually have our? I am really, really excited. Sorry, I'm really, really excited that uh, a supersonic is going to get a ring again. <laughs> There's only two of them left, and one of them is guaranteed a ring. Katie and Jeff Green. Do it. So you could you don't give a shit either way. Um, I I. So here's how I see it. Like, first of all, I like seeing LeBron lose. So for that reason, I'd root for the Warriors. But I also really like the Warriors roster. I don't really care about the team. Like, as soon as the Warriors lose all these players and start being bad, I won't care. Like, I'll stop paying attention to them. But for now, I really like watching them because I like all the players on the team. So I I want KD to get another ring. And I think the matchup uh, is much better suited for the Warriors. Uh, I don't think that the Cavs have enough to pull it off. I got Warriors in five. I got a – so I think it's going to be a sweep. I'm taking the Warriors to break the line every single game. Really? I don't, I, don't, I don't even really care. Like, as long as the line is within, like, 15, I just don't care. I'm just going for it. Because I don't think when you put those four players and your your players off the bench are, like, Nick Young and Jordan Bell. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it just... They don't have a chance. I mean, and maybe something changes, and I feel differently if Kevin Love is coming back, but I haven't heard that he's coming back. Yeah. The, the way you have to beat the Warriors is you have to be really physical and just beat them up up the middle, uh, which, you know, uh, Houston and did, did we... a pretty good job of exposing, and then they completely yeah. ignored it in the last game. But, 
yeah, powerful up the middle. That's why LeBron was was able to pull off that three one, uh, you know, overcome the three one lead because played super physical. Kyrie was getting really good penetration there, so they were really <laughs> killing the inside. Which, <laughs> uh, so that opened up the outside and let them take way better uh, shots from three point line. But I just don't see it with this crew, like. There's just not enough uh, strength in there. And, yes, obviously LeBron is more than capable of beating anybody on any given day. But he's still got to have four players around him. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't think they have yep. the pieces at all to be able to, to – right. and, and they just came off of this, uh, this ridiculous um, feat in being able to get past the Celtics. But the Warriors are just such a and good the team. Just, I yeah. mean, yeah, the Raptors too. Yeah, good point. But and even the Pacers were difficult for them. So I just, I just, yeah. The Western Conference is just on such a different playing field than the East at this point. Um, yeah. And yeah. and if all of the players of the Celtics had been healthy, maybe a Celtics Warriors Finals would have actually been like a an incredibly interesting finals. Oh yeah, Celtics were a much better matchup because they had much better speed, so they could mm-hmm. they could deal with that swarming defense that uh, the Warriors love to do. Because the Warriors play man defense, but they do it so quick and they switch up so well that it actually looks like a zone. But they ju- they're just so fast yeah. moving around; they move like a fucking swarm. Well, and they're all um, and they're all. I mean, but Draymond's just you know an amazing defender, but KD and Clay are so long. Their arms yeah. are so fucking long. Yeah, they are. <laughs> no, I think you're right. <laughs> Just the way you said it. Of course. That's that's how I always speak about the Warriors. Um, I agree. I do I do think that the Cavs will take uh, either three game three or game four um, at home. I think that they're going to get one of those. Um, my friend thinks it's going to be three. I think it's going to be four. Um, just because I really don't see LeBron giving up that easily. And he's going to have one of those games where just like he goes off and is unstoppable and JR steps up and James Green steps up. And yeah, they're like that the whole game. Um, it's actually kind of apt that you messed up his name. Yeah. Because where, where is, where did he come from? But it- but here's the thing, like, even uh, whenever LeBron wins and whenever he does well, it's not because LeBron went off in the playoffs. LeBron always just does what LeBron does. And, and don't get me wrong, he is a step above everybody else, for yeah. sure. But it's always because somebody else on the team stepped up and just put that extra pressure on. Because you can yeah. guard enough, one guy enough to beat him in the finals, but you can't guard two well enough when one of them's LeBron. Because, like, when they won against the Cavs – or won against the Warriors, it was uh, Kyrie Irving. When he won with the Heat, it was Chris Bosh and Dwayne yeah. Wade. You know, it's always other guys hey, stepping hey, up. Hey, you, you don't leave out Ray Allen now. <laughs> Chris Bosh and D- Dwayne Wade. Um, and Ray <laughs> Allen. Mm, Ray Allen was there. Yeah. Ray <laughs> Allen hit the important shot. Okay, that's one shot. Hey man, you can't you can't overstate moments. Yes, I can. Or understate moments. Wait. There we go. Okay. Okay. All right. Got it. Um. <laughs> I I hundred percent agree. I do think that the Warriors have enough talent mm-hmm. to shut down other players. Um, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I can see where LeBron going off, and then, like I was saying, like another player stepping up for it, like a JR. Um, or Kevin what, I mean, Love, obviously, if he's back. Because well, well, watch the defense. I guarantee they're not going to be all over LeBron. They're going to be all over everyone else and make LeBron do everything. And yep. LeBron very much will. Do yeah. quite a bit, but it's not going to yeah. be enough when they've got everybody else locked down. Jeff Green locked down, 
that's all they really need to do. It's yeah. not like there's anybody else that's really stepping up on that team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even so, like a game seven against the Celtics, it was Jeff Green that stepped up. It wasn't yeah. LeBron. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what the Celtics did really, really well, especially when, mm-hmm. you know, not the gate. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I think the Cavs will get one. Um, yeah. But beyond that, I really, I don't see the Warriors just lying down and giving this up. Mm. Nope. The so, Warriors shall indeed come out and play. So I will be, you know. Do they play that at every one of their home games? It seems like something they play at all the home games. They play what at all their home games? The Warriors. Come on, play. Yeah, yeah. that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that could, um, that movie clip. Yeah, from the Warriors. Yeah. Um, speaking of sports series, did anybody watch hockey? No, but I heard the good news. It was insane. They were so, they scored, it was what, six to four? Six to four, yeah. The goal was an empty netter because the Caps pulled their goalie to try and score to even it up to go into overtime. Like, they were, I mean, yeah. And, it was crazy too because the Caps would have scored a goal, but the guy, one of the guys who was like in next to the net, missed it by like two inches. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. So they, they almost tied it up effectively. I can't but, believe they scored six on Ovechkin. Like that dude is good still. Yeah. Six points from the recycled team. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a doozy. I'm excited for it. Three more. Three more to go. Right. I did see a stat. Apparently, um, when, during that uh, game one, 44% of the people living in Vegas were watching that game. Oh, my goodness. That whole town, that whole city is absolutely rallied around this team, which is insane. I didn't even know people liked hockey. Well, 44%. if you go there. If you went there, you wouldn't know either. Oh. Like, everybody. I mean, first of all, it's their first year there. Second of all, Vegas is actually expanding pretty well, like, in economic development-wise. They are, they've done a really, really good job. Like, now that air conditioning is a modern marvel and <laughs> everywhere else is difficult to live, like, it's a huge metropolitan area, and people actually, like, you have to be of a certain type to live there. Like, I couldn't live there, I don't think. But, like, people are enjoying living in Vegas, like, as locals. Hmm. The vegans? Yeah. Lost, or, I guess I would read as vegans. I wonder I if they'll end up getting a, an MLS team now that they seem to be handing them out like candy. <laughs> I just want them to get an NFL and team. you get an MLS team. And you get an MLS They're team. They're getting an, M- an NFL team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get the uh, the uh, old Raiders. Raider Nation. Which for me is interesting because I'm obviously a Broncos You're fan. Glad. For you, you fans just tuning You're in. You're glad that they're leaving Broncos. your state. I'm very... Well, actually, see, <laughs> I don't know if I really am. Like, I mean, that was one guaranteed game that you could go to every year of the Broncos without having to having to leave. Yeah, but I'm poor, so I don't really make it to NFL games as much as I do baseball games. Fair enough. Um, even then, like the Raiders being in Oakland, like I get that teams move and I get that bad things happen, and like I understand it, but Oakland really needs some good shit. <laughs> like it's it's not looking too great. The fact that they couldn't keep the Warriors or the Raiders when, I mean, an Oracle is, I mean, I've been there for concerts and for one dubs game. Um, like, the fact that they could not find a way to make Oracle better or to just, like, work on something new for those teams that provide so much to that community, like, it's it's kind of sad. And yeah, I mean, I I have always appreciated the Raiders Broncos rivalry, even when they were in LA, and like it really came into play when they were in Oakland. And the problem know, with just... for 
the problem for Oakland when it comes to the Raiders is that that fan base is, you know, international technically. Like it's yeah. so big and so not centrally located in Oakland that yeah. they can move anywhere and not lose a damn person, you know? Oh yeah. There will still be Oakland Raiders fan or Raiders fans here in Oakland. Like that fan base isn't really going to go anywhere, but it's just kind of like, yeah. Um, as long as people speak Spanish, there will be Oakland Raiders. fans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey. Have either of you seen the Lego Let's Batman movie? Uh, no, no. Okay, so like, I saw the original Lego movie. I didn't see the Lego Batman. It's so good. Uh, the Lego Batman movie. If you liked the Lego movie, you will fucking love the Lego Batman movie. It's fucking hilarious. I got so stoned and watched it, and it, oh my god, <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, yeah, I haven't like missed it because general... like I didn't want to see it. I just missed it because I haven't had the chance. Oh well, prioritize. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the premise is like the Batman. Like, he's like, I'm a loner. Like, I don't need you. And then the Joker, he's like, we've been doing this for years. And then the Batman's like, I don't even need you. And then it's like his arch nemesis. And the Batman's like, I could do this, like, you know, without you, I'll be fine. And then the Joker just, like, it's really sad. That's how I kind of feel about, like, the Raiders leaving Oakland is, like, I've been here. And I've, like, grown to appreciate them as my arch nemesis in football. And now they're going to be in Vegas. And... Hmm. It's like, oh, well, well. You can always go to Palo Alto, watch a game. It's not that far. You mean Santa Clara, which is even worse than Palo Alto, which is really saying something? You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing by that stadium, you guys. There is. You get to, well, you can drive around the town and be like, hey, look, there's that other internet company that I know so well. This is <laughs> where it all lives. Within walking distance of Levi Stadium, there are four hotels and one large tech company. And, and you're missing the most important thing. Uh oh, Great America! Uh, Great America! Hell yeah! There's yeah, a little fucking okay. theme park next to there. It's never fucking open at 10 p.m. after a game when you just want to go somewhere and like not sit in traffic for another 17 fucking hours. <laughs> not really that long. It only takes like two, an hour, maybe 30 minutes to get out of the out of the parking lot. I like how you want to avoid par- parking issues by getting on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I would if they kept Great America open uh, oh, yeah. after after football games, after 49ers games, I would 100% go there. They probably don't want all the drunk, drunk, belligerent fans in their family establishment. <laughs> hey, I, I will, I will get. stay sober. Okay, I bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> if you can convince Great America to have an like a sober person, like take a breathalyzer test to get into the park and ride roller coasters after a Niners game. I will stay sober for it. And David can I'm take still that. calling your bluff. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ride the roller coasters. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've never been to a Seahawks game, but I've been to a couple of Broncos games growing oh, up. Come to the Seahawks game. Let's do it. I mean, but even with the Broncos game, like, you're not within walking distance of any really great places, but light rail runs pretty well and you can get people you can get places pretty quickly and there's always like something kind of around there that you can go to yeah um at seahawks stadium you're or whatever CenturyLink, you're within walking distance of uh the baseball stadium <laughs> so, hey yeah you can go watch baseball and other than that you are in the shitty part of the town <laughs> <laughs> What is it with with football stadiums and just not being ideally located? Is it the parking that's an issue? That's got to be, right? And the like, traffic issues, like they don't want to back up important parts of town. Well, maybe they should actually the, invest in their public transportation infrastructure. Gosh. 100% agree. 
I'm just saying. And that's why the NFL is a terrible organization. Yeah, that's the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe also the racism. No, can't do that. Um, Speaking of things we haven't talked about on the podcast yet, uh, players banned from kneeling. Uh, I know. That's exactly the right reaction. Players banned from kneeling, but they can express their protest in the locker room (laughs) where no one can see them. Because that's a fair compromise, right? I'm just going to go You can protest as long as no one can see you. I, I went ahead and before the podcast, like I wrote a bunch of notes about stuff that I wanted to go over about World Cup stuff. I'm just going to go ahead and set those aside for now because this is yeah. apparently well, where we're going in. with this. Let's dig <laughs> into the delicious NFL is a piece of shit organization because I am all about it. Yeah, no, that's just the most absolute bullshit cop-out policy that they come up with. Oh, players can't kneel. But they can go into their locker rooms instead. And then someone, I was reading somewhere, they, they conjecture, well, well, it's going to be just as effective because you, you can be sure that they're going to be putting out a list of all the players every week they went in lock. Like, anyone's going to read that. Like, that, that, like that does anything. <laughs> Honestly, like, what if are anything, talking like, about? those players are going to be thanked or, like, they're going to be lauded. Like, it's, it's literally not like they're, that's going to make it go away. No. It's fuck. It's just bullshit. Is all it is. It's just festering. So it's yeah. it's literally oh. So let's let's say let's try and uh, um go through it though. Right. If you were a player last year who was kneeling, what would you do this year? I would grab my junk during the entire anthem, two hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yank it up and down with the beat. <laughs> and the rockets make You can't see me if you know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yes. You want me to be disrespectful to the troops and all the soldiers and all that? Fine. Here, here it is. Here's my junk. The question Fuck is, off. pants up or pants down? Oh, definitely down. Just like okay. ass crack, an ass crack hanging out, uh, slumped slump to the side. Like I'm a white kid that wants to be a rapper, you know what I mean? Like that kind of drooping down. Yep. And when I say hand on my junk, I don't mean like any of that bullshit over the top hand on my junk like I'm protecting myself from a soccer free kick. I'm talking putting my hands down my pants like Al Bundy. <laughs> Grab onto those things for dear there's, life. There's gonna be some ball action. Absolutely. Look at how he handles those balls. Exactly. Um and then people are going to have to touch the ball bullshit. after I touch it. So then, <laughs> oh yeah, absolute bullshit. It's the most ridiculous thing. So then, now imagine that you were somebody who was still standing during the national anthem prior to this. Now, what do you do? I mean, me as an individual, first of all, I would quit the NFL. I would honestly like. If if I were an NFL player, and this is where I am not the right person to answer this question because I am not, and I feel like if you grow up in a certain culture that is like the one that the NFL and peewee football, little league, college has perpetuated over the years, you grow particularly not only immune to these sorts of problems, but you also, like, if if you're one of the players that's still standing it's not that you don't think what you're doing is the right thing. It's that you don't think that like you just, you just don't think that it's anything for you to like concern yourself about. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. Like you can, you can see it with so many players who just remove themselves and stay silent. I mean, they just are like, well, I never realized this was an issue because I've played with African-American men growing up my entire life. I know them as other human beings. And yet they still have never actually known them. And like they, you acknowledge their backgrounds and you always hear the stories, but um, it's one thing to have lived it and another thing to share a locker room with it. And we went through the whole scandal with locker room culture and how that's perpetuated and, you know, anti-women, everything, blah, blah, blah. So again, like I am not the person because if I were a player who like 
saw this when this happened, I would be like, you know what? Either like I would just quit. Honestly, I would I would say, you know what? This isn't fucking worth it. Um, and if that wasn't an option, then I would 100% protest it and be as vocal as I could about it. And that's what I really appreciated about the players who were very vocal. And those were players that were kneeling last season as well. Right. Um, but as far as for those who weren't and what they do now, I mean, I just don't see how they can be passive about it any less than they already yeah, have yeah. been. Absolutely. I mean, I a hundred percent agree. And I can't answer your question either. Uh, Cause there, there is no version of me that would not have been kneeling during any of that. So yeah. I, I, I like, I, I can't even put myself into that in my shoes Cause I would just be, cause my answer would just be, Oh, well I'd start kneeling right away. Cause that's, how I fucking feel, you know, it's impossible for me to even put myself in that situation to think like, Oh, how would I have reacted if I was standing? No, I never would have been standing because I think that's bullshit. Fair enough. I'm tired of seeing (laughs) police go completely unchecked, murdering people in the street. Anyway, I'm going to stop before this turns into a manifesto. I do think, I mean, it's, it's really, really difficult because like I've known so many guys who have been football players their entire lives and who not that they don't give a shit about this as an issue but they have been so fucking insulated from this as an issue to where they don't think it's their issue at all they don't they don't think that this is something that they should stand for or sit for or anything for i yeah. mean you you grow well, it's up also like it's a protection of their their place in the world, because if they sit there obedient and they don't raise their you know they just focus on the game all that, then you know there's no controversy for them, so they get to keep playing. Because yeah. look at the players that did stand up and say something: Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick, both unemployed. Yeah. Uh, and that's well, the and important. the and one who stood up and has been similarly vocal. But I don't know whether he's been standing or kneeling or what, but has been similarly vocal about things in Chris Long is seemingly shielded from any kind of repercussions that the black athletes seem to be facing. wonder why. Um, <laughs> I think it's because his dad used to be a player also. Mm-hmm. Obviously. No? Definitely. No? What's that? Uh, my producers are telling me it's because he's white. Uh, we'll double check that and get back to you guys. Thanks, Howie. And now, two broke girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, it, it, it's it's absolutely absurd, and it's such a it's such a kick in the fucking teeth. Like they completely, you know, they say they said their statement like, oh. We support the players and their protest. They don't even acknowledge their protest, and they they make it about patriotism and all this other false rhetoric bullshit. When really they are showing reverence to the same fucking people that they're supposedly insulting. Because if you ever paid attention to any moment of it, it starts with Nate Boyer or whatever Boyer telling Colin Kaepernick, "Hey, don't sit during the anthem. Take a knee because that's what we do." Because he was an Army Green Beret. That's yep. what we do when to respect fallen brothers of ours. You know, don't insult the, the anthem. Show your protest, but do it with reverence for those that it represents. Yeah. And yep. so that's why they were kneeling, not because they're, you know, insulting veterans or fallen, whatever, all the bullshit yeah. rhetoric that came out, you know, yeah. which is just racist rhetoric. It's all it was. Mm-hmm. I no think mistake. the this most racism. The most unfortunate thing, or there, there are two very unfortunate things about it, is number one, like ratings may take a hit, but the NFL is still going to be one of the most profitable organizations in uh, worldwide. Well, I mean, now that rednecks don't have Roseanne to watch, they <laughs> meant to fucking that. Um, I think that's really unfortunate because, again, it just kind of perpetuates the cycle and. I think until it, I mean, there's, there's no, I don't see any immediate visible way of stopping that. 
Um, and that creates an echo chamber of the ownerships, the owners and the commissioner and everybody else who can afford to keep themselves insulated from this for even longer. I mean, that's, that's tragic to me mm. is that they are still going to sell jerseys. They are still going to have incredibly high ratings. They are still going to sell tickets and pet profit off of other paraphernalia, things like that. Uh, memorabilia like that's it's still gonna be a thing um oh yeah absolutely they're gonna take a hit i think uh but not nearly as significant well but um, they had already been taking a hit to some degree for the for what was already happening now whether or not it was actually attributed to that is debatable uh yeah, no, so the yeah. question no, but like look at the nfl they've been they were on the decline for years before any of this even started yeah, you know, so they're saying like, oh, they're losing fans because of kneeling. No, that's just disingenuous. People are just stopping watching anyway. Well, and product- that brings me to my second point: is that it's even more sad that they know their audience and they know that a majority of football like fans who watch every Sunday are hardworking, decent Americans who use the football game as an excuse to put back twelve beers. Uh, who, you know, hey, I don't need an excuse for that. <laughs> I mean, me neither, but um, I mean, football is such an incredibly American sport. It's why sports like soccer have never really profited. It's why baseball is viewed as boring. It's why basketball is too black. I mean, football is the American sport. That's why other nations refer to it as American football instead of football, you know? Um, well, so the, yeah. the NFL. Yeah, that's a kind of a different reason, but. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> They'd refer the to the baseball NFL... as American baseball if there was a different worldwide sport called baseball. Yeah. But it doesn't exactly. detract from your point. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the fact that the NFL knows its audience well enough to know that <clears throat> they, they, could, they might even get a game from this. Um, that they have the support of its fan base and that they have millions of viewers who tune in and who will laud them for this decision with that bullshit rhetoric is even more tragic. And that's what is so upsetting to me about this entire situation but is I think, that it's just echoing everything. Yeah, I, I think I think I agree with that. But I think also one of the things that's kind of being, like it's, it's really easy for, for us to say, oh, yeah, they know where their money is and they're following where their money is. And, like, that happens to line up with what I think is, uh, I think is something that's just generally beneficial to them is the fact that the player is having less of an individual platform and less of a personality being shown to the public is better for any individual team. Yeah, it makes us a year in year out. You're still tuning into team, 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 and oh yeah, so and so departed on the off season, or so and so retired, or you know there there are these these various people who end up getting some some form of lasting notoriety, and then they build a statue of them and keep moving on and just keep it about the team, team, team. And I think that the owners like that because it makes um, I think it makes revisitation from fans more predictable. Absolutely. I mean, and even if they're down, they, they know that they're not going to have, you know, be down forever. And they know that, you know, they don't, they're not predicated on certain players to have a viable product, you know, yep. a, a purchasable product, which is very important. Um, like in the NBA, it's all player driven, but in the NFL, not so much. Yeah, uh, I mean, like just because of the size of the roster and the amount of players on the field at one time. If if the uh, <clears throat> if the Atlanta Falcons at the beginning of the year retired Matt Ryan and they drafted a new quarterback, the Atlanta Falcons would still probably sell the same number of tickets, roughly, going into the new more. season. But in the NBA, if if James Harden just retired at the beginning of this this coming season, 
I can only hope. I mean, <laughs> what would happen to the sales of, of the Houston Rockets? Yeah, no, everybody comes out to see Chris Paul. <laughs> it, yeah, I, revisit my question, please. <laughs> nobody, I mean, nobody comes out to see Chris Paul. Come on. Hey, those State Farm commercials are actually pretty fucking quality. I have laughed at those throughout the past. Yeah, but, I mean, th- those are lies. That's not how that dude. That dude's a douche. Oh well, obviously they're complete lies. I'm not saying that. It's not like I'm saying, oh yeah, John Mayer. Oh, I love his music, but I'm not gonna laugh at it or I'm not gonna enjoy it because he's a douchebag. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think I think you definitely have a point. I think that also the NBA like has done a better job of not marketing the players per se, but like letting individual players be players. Letting them have those personalities. Um, letting them be people who have their own ideas and thoughts rather than slaves. Well, and I love the point that that Richard Sherman made a while back, which was the top sponsors for the NFL are alcohol sponsors, and as part of their agreement, the players can't be sponsors for alcohol. They can't be spokespeople or sponsored by alcohol companies because mm-hmm. if any one player is sponsoring a competitor that gets so large that it threatens the primary sponsor of the NFL, it's a conflict of interest. At least that's how it's presented. But in reality, you're just not letting you're not letting your uh, your employees who are able to compete in every other space compete in the largest space that you have and and it's 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 a bit of a double standard yeah i agree i think i think that's really goes back to your point of also like the nfl has very large rosters compared to the nba so for that like you kind of have to be a little more individualized um and you can go back to like okay yes they do have d-league but even then, it's it's nowhere near the manpower that the NFL has on its yeah. actual rosters. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. I think another part of it, too, is it has been so insulated for so long because people have their teams and people love their teams. And that team identity is a big part of, you know, like... Hey, my, my can... team replaced their alleged, probably soft alleged rapist. Not uh, soft. <laughs> yeah. definitely pretty yeah. pretty hard uh with a convicted dogfighter and i was still rooting for them to win well there's nothing wrong with fighting dogs says the filipino it's eating them that really gets you going yeah, depends well, on what that. you mean by gets me going but yeah <laughs> gets the bowels going <laughs> um runs right through yeah well, it's like a it's like a happy skip, you know, you know, dogs. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, as as fun as it is for us to hash out what makes us so upset about the NFL. Um, yes, let's get to the real topic. Stan Vavrinka today losing in the first round is going to drop out of the top two hundred and fifty. He's one of the few, like one of what three in the past fifteen years to win a French Open, and now. Out of the top 250. That is insane. Crazy. That's where you're going, right? No, no it's, noises. It's, it's actually, actually time. Go with um, the Rockies uh, have 12 of the next 15 at home. Uh, wow. And they have taken the past two from the Giants. And they are currently sitting in a really lovely second place in the NL West behind a very potent Diamondback squad that even though Paul Goldschmidt has been a little sleepy, yeah. you know, they're still hitting pretty well. AJ Pollock still has one of the top Batting averages in the league. Go D-backs. Hey. Uh, sorry. I was in Arizona. I, I, watched, I watched the D-backs win the World Series many, many years ago. First baseball game I ever went to. Oh, that's cute. I know. It's adorable. That's what you were going for, right, David? No, actually. it's. Oh, you for... want to talk about how Jack Sock 
lost to a fucking lucky loser in five sets today. Uh-uh. Uh, no, he was actually going to talk about how Mike Trout went five for five with two home runs a couple days ago and basically solidified himself, even though he's been slumping lately. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go, Trout. Nope. Trout, Trout, What I was going to say was it's time for no estate. All right, let's do it. Let's see. Um, North Dakota. No, no, North Dakota. All right. Did you know? Welcome to no estate where we take a, a day. A, every Sunday we talk about another state. Um, so that way you can know a state. <laughs> Did you know that in 1987, North Dakota passed a bill making English the official state language? When, what year was that? 1987. They are progressive. Did you know that North Dakota's official state beverage is milk? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that Fargo is not based on a true story? I thought it was, isn't it? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Make it up. Facts. That's, that's what it really should be. It should be like 10 real facts and like two <laughs> fake ones, and you get to figure it out yourself. <laughs> um, did you know that North guys? Dakota grows more sunflowers than any other state? This is North Dakota, where we grow really... sunflowers. This is actually really interesting. Um, although I'm not really sure, it's like weird animal breeding things. Um, but, but there is a horse that was bred in the Badlands of so- southwestern North Dakota called the Nakoda horse, because mm. you combine the words North and Dakota, you get Nakoda, um, which is the official horse of North Dakota. Um, and the breed developed in the 19th century from foundation bloodstock consisting of ranch-bred horses mixed, produced from the horses of local Native Americans. Um, so it's basically kind of like a mutt horse. Hmm. In a much more horsey way. Mutt horse in a much more horsey way. North Dakota. <laughs> Everything, all day. <laughs> um... Another fun fact, the University of North Dakota, not to be confused with North Dakota State, because they do have two schools in their state. Um, wow, the University two? of North Dakota uh, was formerly known as the Fighting Sioux, S-I-O-U-X. Um, however, because of some disputes with the, the tribe, they actually had to change their name, at which point they uh, reached out to the student body and said, we're going to let you guys... Uh, you know, submit different ideas for the name or for the new mascot. And the overwhelming majority of the responses were Fighting Sue, S-U-E. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, University of North Dakota. So instead they became the Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> they were smart. No, th- this was a smart thing. They said that they would let the students submit ideas, <laughs> not that they were going to take any of those ideas. Submissions. Yeah. Unlike the Taylor Swift one, where they had her for like they wanted her to perform at a deaf school, which is still the go. greatest pull takeover, still the pull, greatest pull takeover all time. I'm just, I know she's so mad she didn't go. Stupid. Yeah, that's that's some bullshit. Because they did the same thing to Pitbull, where he said he'd perform at the Walmart that got the most likes, so he ended up having to go to the Walmart in Anchorage, Alaska. But to his credit, he went. Well, he's is Mister Worldwide. Exactly. He was like. <laughs> Fuck it, they want me to go to Alaska? I'll perform for some Inuits. Oh my god, that... <laughs> How you doing tonight, Juno? <laughs> Juno, Hi. what's up? We're doing okay. So... By the way, for, for the We're record, cold. the University of North Dakota is now the Fighting Hawks. <laughs> the what? The Fighting Hawks. Huh. That's... Hawk fights. Hawk fights? <laughs> North Dakota... Uh, the uh-huh. official state tree is the uh, American elm. Uh, why? Why does it have to be an American? I'm just kidding. Of course, it has to be American. Because it's America. North Ooh. Dakota, where the Sioux come sweeping down the Badlands. I don't, 
Did you know that the word Dakota is a Sioux word meaning allies or friends? <laughs> Tricked them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that North Dakota fanning borders oh, no. Montana? True facts that I stole from Bo Burnham. This is going to be one of our new segments called True Facts That We Stole From Bo Burnham. (laughs) Um, The average person has one testicle. (laughs) That's a true statistic. That that is. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) Oh, are Uh, we not switching over to Bo Burnham fake facts? (laughs) True facts? Oh, I'm still reading about North Dakota. I'm starting to read about their uh, cultural history. The the yeah. oldest independent college in the state is uh, 1884 established Jamestown College. North Dakota, home of Jamestown College. Uh, the famous people listed um, from North Dakota. Johnny Lang. Not bad. Blue guitarist. And then we yep. get into uh, country music singer Lynn Anderson. Oh. Peggy Lee. And yeah, no, not, not really. I, I only knew Johnny Lang. Oh, right. Josh Josh Duhamel. Um, <laughs> Dumal. Fergie's ex, whatever his, Dumal, whatever. Josh Dumal, yeah. He, Josh Dumal. He's on the, the LaBelle Illuminati commercials. The Burger People, they! He is from... He's also an unsolved. He was born in Minot, M-I-N-O-T, Minot, North Dakota. Oh, I saw another thing about Minot. There was a... I just... Oh, hold on, hold on. Named after Henry D. Minot, a young entrepreneurial visionary from the East... The town of Minot was conceived in the late 1800s. With the impending arrival of the Great Northern Railroad, the town site was actually selected in November of 1886. Its phenomenal growth led to the early nickname Magic City. Magic City. What a disappointment that turned out to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like when they went to Salt Lake City and they're like, wait, you mean we can't use the lake? Oh... Uh, during his, during his tenure at the University of North Dakota State, or North Dakota State University, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, Carson Wentz won five national championship rings, which is <laughs> insane. Carson Wentz now plays for the Jets. The Jets at one point had Brandon Marshall, and Brandon Marshall today became a Seahawk. <laughs> Carson Wentz doesn't play How for cool the Jets. Carson Wentz doesn't play for the Jets. Eagles is what I meant to say on all of those accounts. Wow, that's awkward. That's They're both awkward. green. Really awkward. Green people all look the same. So, so what you meant to say was Carson Wentz plays for the Eagles. The Eagles are green. The Jets are green. Brandon Marshall used to play for the Jets. Brandon Marshall now plays for the Seahawks. Didn't he also play for the Eagles at one point? No. No. Okay. Whatever. Played for sixteen. Point being. Brandon Marshall is now a Seahawk, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> As I think you should be. Um, you know, he's definitely old. But uh, they're only paying him up to $2 million with incentives. Yeah, and it's a year-long contract. So, you know, it's what can you do for us? Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have to be, you know, the star. He's wide receiver, too, behind Doug Baldwin. Maybe even technically behind Tyler Lockett, but Tyler Lockett's much better as a slot receiver. Well, and what about uh, who's uh, Amari Darbo? Yeah, he's, the only reason why I didn't include him is because he's uh, still young and. Uh, yeah, but that know. that year two showed flashes. Receiver can can can. Oh uh, yeah, no, I love Amari Darbo. Like yeah. when, even when I was watching him at Michigan, like. You know, you had Jabril Pepper. You had all these big names that were on the field, and I was just like, dude, that guy's awesome. I want Darbo. And then when I got him, I was like, fuck yeah. Mar Darbo. Well, I think that that has been... Uh, Thank you for coming and listening to our show 
We're really happy to have you. And that's my Beth North Dakota accent. <laughs> Tune in next week for Noah State. Noah State. process in a court of law and all that. Look at my suit. <laughs> <laughs>